0: Lady, she made me nervous she took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from an undown under?
1: Welcome to the Edge of Comfort Podcast with your host, Lee Thornquist. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Edge of Comfort Podcast, where people from all over the world share their unique travel adventures, experiences, perspectives, pieces of advice, and ways of living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Lee Thornquist, and thank you for listening today. Today's episode is a bit different from usual because I do not actually have a live guest with me. Instead, you are stuck with me. But do not worry, you won't have to listen to my voice the whole time. Um, Instead, we are going to revisit a snippet from each of the first four guests in a bit of a shorter episode, about 30 minutes. Now, there is a purpose for this. Each snippet is a part of the conversation that I think offers a good piece of advice or mindset or way of looking at life while traveling or back at home, and particularly one that has helped me out so far in my travels. Now if you have listened to all the podcasts, thank you so much, fantastic. Um, These are great reminders if maybe you've forgotten them already, but if you haven't, definitely go back and listen once you are done with the episode. Now, after these snippets which take up the first 20 minutes or so, I will hop back in and conclude in the last six minutes. And the reason I'll be back on is because I'm releasing a free, downloadable, ebook type thing that includes a collection of the best travel tips and resources. And I'll be giving you a bit of a sneak peek and sharing a few tips from this with you. And these are tips I've discovered or learned while on the road, ...and ones I've received from other travelers I've met or ones that have been on the podcast. And it's quite comprehensive, includes tips and resources in categories like eating, accommodation, transportation, good ways of meeting people, and just some other general tips. Now, this is only being released to Edge of Comfort email subscribers. So if you've already signed up, great, you don't need to do anything, and you'll receive this in your email in the next few weeks... Um, If you haven't already signed up, head now to edgeofcomfort.com and you will have a few ways to sign up from there. If it's your first time on the website, first off, welcome, thank you for joining me on there. Um, But a pop-up will appear asking if you want to join to receive exclusive updates. Just enter your email in the proper field, hit sign me up, and you're good to go. If you don't see that, um, there's also a section on the sidebar on the right, uh, directly under my picture and this gives you a place to enter your email and click sign me up. Same thing, good to go. And finally, if neither of these work for you, just hit hit the subscribe tab on the menu, and you can sign up there. Now, again, this ebook, completely free. Um, Your email will never be shared with any third parties, and you will not receive any spam, Uh, just important updates and releases related to Edge of Comfort. So, back to the show. Um, Again, these snippets are from guests I've had on so far, and it's in order of the episode. So episode one was with Lars Festi, so you'll hear his voice first, followed by Theo Moon, Ryoji Yoshimura, and Akil Karim. Thank you everyone so much for listening, and enjoy!
2: When I have gotten out to a position where I've traveled, um, I, I'm i like, I would hate to be you know this close to something that is like, you should not miss this you know and miss it but you know like what who i mean kind of like i don't know who cares exactly <laughs> it's like who who cares like all- who cares i it's so so like what i have to go explain to someone that i missed that yeah I'm, i i i missed it cuz it was pouring rain and I had to keep going yeah. I or, or I missed it because I was doing this and I wanted to do this at the moment. It's yeah. like, what does it matter? It's what, you know, so it's just like, yeah, like you said, you can just pick it and you just go with it. I felt like there's influences from New York, California, uh, coast to coast. And um, so you learn what it's like when you're stretching yourself so thin and um, how that, those, that can negatively impact you like internally by by yourself and and with your close relationships yeah um so it's so good to learn that at a young age so like we were saying earlier it takes some people some different timing and experience but once you figure out how to just say no and just like be confident in the decisions that you're making (laughs) it's like it's just it's just the greatest thing you're just I, it's just I'm so like yeah. happy. I, I've had arguments with people that are 28 years old when I start saying, "Yeah, I think I'm just gonna hang out. I'm just gonna stay in my parents' house until Allison's you know, near and we can move in together." And they're like, nah, 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 but it's so fun living in Chicago. Like, you're gonna miss out on the greatest time of your life." I'm like, "That's the greatest time of your life." It. Right, like, you had, that's your definition of fun, that's your thing, I get what you're saying, but it's like, you know, they're like, you're moving too fast, all the things, I'm like, this, but this is what I, no, like this is where I'm at. Like, it. Yeah, it's what. Yeah. I
1: One of your recent posts on Instagram, it was a picture of an old payphone, and you talk a little bit about, um, kind of. The problem with cell phones and always looking down at your screen, and then the importance of being present uh so can you just expand on on the belief of being present and kind of what you do to to make sure that you're living in the moment a little bit?
3: Yeah, I read an article, and the premise of it was that the cameras and cell phones have gotten so good that you know people are recording billions and billions of hours worth of videos. But there's a unique phenomenon that's happening. It's when you use your cell phone to record an event, people don't remember it as much as people who just were present and were in that moment, you know. And it it reminded me of this iPhone commercial that came out during Christmas. And it was this kind of loner kid. And he was just walking around with his head in his camera, his head in his cell phone, And, like, his family were kind of looking at him weird. Like, why isn't he getting involved? You know, why isn't he talking to anyone? And at the end of the movie, or at the end of the commercial, he kind of, like, stitched stitched together this beautiful montage of memories of that event. And on the surface, that seems okay. That seems beautiful. But to me, that doesn't, that seems slightly twisted. Um, I feel like... the the deeper we are into that world, into our phones, into this virtual universe that we've created, the less we appreciate life, the less we go through life, you know, appreciating our loved ones and and the people around us. And I would much rather remember an event with my own memory because I was there, I was present, I was, you know, involved than looking through a cell phone and barely remembering what's happening just knowing that you took the video you know so that was this actually has been a big movement for me this year so like when I do things with like sitting down with my friends and having coffee or something you know I'll always turn my phone off Um, and I don't pressure my friends to do the same thing but I find they 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 will do the same thing also and it it just helps bring a closeness you know that I feel people once had um, before all these distractions and I think a lot of times when you're going through life, um, I don't know if I mentioned it or not in the post, but I live by the beach and sometimes I will go months at a time without going to the beach. And one day I'll finally end up going. And I think in my head, why don't I do this often? Like this is like the best thing for my soul. Like just listening to the oceans crash and feeling the breeze and the sand and I wonder, like, how could I go months at a time without doing this, without appreciating this? And I feel like that's that's kind of what all these distractions do to us. Like, we we just end up in this state of floating through life without really appreciating the things that make life beautiful, which, and for most cases, is connection, connecting with people, actual people, the person standing in front of you, the person in line in front of you, even if you don't know them, you know, the Starbucks barista, I think all those moments are beautiful and 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 we miss them a lot of times because we're so deep into Facebook and our phones and all these things that that are made to distract us.
1: What would you recommend to someone who maybe hasn't um heard about this before or hasn't practiced or consciously been aware of kind of being present and and uh I guess what would you recommend for someone to get started with that if they want to experiment with it and see if they, if they find a difference in their life because of it.
3: I would think, I would say for Pure Vida, the, the thing, first thing I would recommend is try to live a lifestyle of being appreciative. Um, And there's a lot of things that we, we let go for granted. I remember when I was a kid, um, I, I used to sleep by this really, really big window. And um, before school, every morning, what would wake me up was the birds in the morning chirping and, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I heard birds chirping and it, it almost brought me back to that moment as a, as a kid laying in bed and just excited about a day for school and just listening to the birds. And I was like, man, I haven't heard a bird chirping, you know, probably 15 years. but <laughs> well, the reality is I have, I just, I didn't pay attention. I wasn't appreciative of it. And a lot of times, you know, we are appreciative of the big things of if someone would give us $500 or know if we want a new car or something like that but i think if we make it a practice to appreciate the little things in life daily that's how you get that pure vita you know mindset where you realize you know well at the end of the day all the stuff that that we are running around chasing really isn't important what's important is we have our family and our loved ones around us you know and that that we're living a life that that we enjoy you know and a life of purpose so and enjoying the appreciating the little things, whether it's someone opening the door for you or the sunset, the sunrise, or maybe if you live near, I used to live near an orange factory and in the mornings, you know, there would be this smell of like fresh orange, you know, in the mornings. And those little things, if you start appreciating them, that's how you get that pure Vita mindset and that mindset of where, um, you know, we shouldn't be as stressed as we are. No, we just need to enjoy life and, and, and go through the flows and and the ebbs and the ups and downs of life, but still be centered around this place of, of appreciation and gratitude. And for the being present, I would say start off with maybe one friend. And when you talk to them, after the conversation's over, try to name, um, you know, one or two or three important things that they said um, throughout the conversation. And that'll teach you to kind of like Hone in on those conversations and actually pay attention. If, if after the conversation's over, if you can name two or three key things that they said that that was pretty important or you know, pretty specific to them or pretty intimate to them, then that shows that, you know, you really are paying attention.
1: What's something that you think a lot of people might maybe get wrong about traveling? You think maybe they have a a bad misconception of something in it?
4: Um, misconception, like, uh, in Japan, like, always, uh, people say to me, like, uh, you just, uh, hanging out, and then, like, you know, going travel, you know, and then it seems fun, but it's not always fun, you know, obviously, like, it's always, uh, especially when you are alone, like, by yourself, you have to, like, you know, like, like, manage your budget, and then think about, like, think about, like, you know, plan, and then what what you, what you, want, what you want to do, and, uh, yeah, like, sometimes it can be tiring, you know, as I said, and, uh, but after all the work you've done, and then it's, uh it's worth it, it's like, after coming back from my travel, I know how to, like, be back in the country, I know how to cook already, I know how to I know, I know, like, how much I need uh, sleep or how much I need, like, my, uh, my time or, like, uh, you know, just alone time. You know, like, that's uh, kind of, I feel like most important for me, like, you know, after my travel, like, realizing how, how I, like, how, what, like, personality I have. Uh, like, how much I love to, like, h- how much I, 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 I love, like, company. Like, you know, about how much I love, you know, to be alone, you know, like, you know, myself time, you know. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's a good... This is something I learned, yeah, from my travel, I think. Yeah. To uh, manage myself,
1: I think, yeah. Yeah, I think you definitely learn that while traveling, because you're forced to, in a way. Yeah. it's, like, it's very, uh, do you know, like, the expression, like, sink or swim? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like you just kinda get thrown into situations and you're just like yeah. alright, I mean they're figuring this out or yeah, you kinda know, yeah. be screwed yeah. so
4: So like uh I, like when I before I travel like like in a week I was, like you know worked and I studied and I I didn't I didn't think about like in you know, a break like in a week. So now like <laughs> I when I when I was in Germany, like on Sunday, like, every shop, like, like closed, you know, for example, and then, like, people go to, like, supermarket on Saturday and just chill on Sunday, that's something I, uh, I thought, like, hmm, this is very interesting, like, yeah, like, weekends should be a break, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> after the week, weekdays, so, like, oh, now on Sunday, yeah, I think I'm gonna do nothing, like, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, We'll wait the rest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Take a little bit of those things you've learned from other cultures and implement them in your life. Mm. Okay.
4: Like people working
1: on weekends, like in Japan. So how do you go about meeting people on the road? Um, Sounds like you stayed in hostels a little bit, which are usually very easy to meet other travelers, but... um, Aside from maybe hostels, how how else do you go about meeting other travelers?
0: In terms of meeting other travelers, um, free walking tours are big pluses for me. I uh, I did a lot of free walking tours. Um, in terms of when you walk around city towns, you kind of gather who's a tourist, who's a backpacker. Um, and you just chat away. Um, there's no harm in chatting away. And when you're at a landmark and you need a photo taken... I've never been the one to shy away of, excuse me, do you mind taking a photo? And then that leads to a conversation and that might lead to evening plans and that might lead to, you know, a week-long plan. So I've never been shy of just saying hello to someone. I, I think that's the that that's the kind of nature I have. I, I, I don't shy away at all and not engaging in that conversation or even asking them, oh, what do you recommend? I think just having that initial conversation it really does open up and you kinda of gather if you're gonna chat away with them. And again you can always dip out like again I've mentioned dipping in and out and doing what you feel like you wanna do. There's been times where I've met people and they were gonna go on some plans and I was a big fan of them plans and I would say to him, you know, I'd love to do that but it's it's just not within my time scale. It's not something I'm particularly good at or want to do. Um, but what I could do is keep up to date with you keep in touch with you and then we can meet at a later time or date and that is something i've done before and um, so again in terms of meeting people it is literally just being brave enough to just engage in a conversation with them and everyone in the traveling community they, they have a certain persona about them they're away from home they're more they're so they, they, they're more open in my eyes they 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 look to other travelers To fill that gap that they may have of feeling lonely or alone so they do feel more open and they feel more relaxed to people they're more themselves if you ask me um so again i feel it's much easier engaging conversations when you're on the travels than when you're back at home or you, you know you're doing your nine till five shifts and no one really wants to talk they just keep themselves to themselves so i feel like when you're on travels when you're on the travels you're much easier to have a conversation or engage with people. Do
1: you have any sort of philosophy while traveling? Um, and maybe this, is, if, if has it hasn't been maybe constant throughout your travels, if you do have one, or did you develop one as you, as you went about your travels?
0: The philosophy behind traveling for me, I think there's many parts. And the part that I really want to come across is it opens you up completely. Travelling is something that you've heard the expression, it's something that you can invest in, something you can pay for and you come back richer and that is really it. You can tell someone who's travelled, anyone that you, when you come back to your local home, your local area, you can tell someone who's had that traveling experience who's had their traveling bug um being bitten by that traveling bug and my philosophy if anything is literally go out and do it just go out even if you're married you've got kids even if you're an elderly person even if you're young and you just finished university there's traveling for every type of person and it doesn't matter you know people might categorize oh you know you're one of those travelers that go do this or you're that kind of traveler You're your own person. We can't have all the same travellers. Everyone's got their own ideals of what a traveller is or what they're capable of pushing themselves to. And I feel like just get that taste. You get a taste of what you want to do in travelling. Just get that little taste and the rest will follow. And in terms of travelling, you can't beat it in terms of knowledge. I've learned so much in terms of history, culture, the people, the connection with the humankind, the, the human beings around the world. I, I can't, I could never, ever experience that sitting in a classroom. I could never, ever experience that in a classroom. And I think that is something that people do need to understand. I think that is a part of life, pushing yourself in terms of exploring explore what is out there in the world um i know in your your previous podcast you had the pure pura vida and um, the pure life uh, philosophy and that is touching upon that in terms of having that pure life but in the pure life sense of you are doing what you want to do in life and if you are then you are you're complete you are going to be that complete person because you're doing you And that is something you need to do in life is do you get that taste of what you want to do. And I tell you what, traveling helps that so much, so much, because what you're able to do, you're able to build that blueprint whilst you're traveling. You're more open to having them changes in life. You're more open to um, being the person you want to be rather than being stuck in that cage, that uh, hamster wheel. Rather than being that person, you're out there doing what you want to do in life. And I feel that is something traveling does. It allows you to do, allows you to sculpture you, who you want to be in life.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed listening to those bits of conversation from the first four guests. And now each of those have really been helpful in my travel so far. And I really continue to be grateful for the opportunity I had to talk with these people and help share a bit of their wisdom with you. Um, So, looking forward, I have a lot of exciting guests and episodes coming up. I'm really looking forward to sharing them with you, and I don't want to spoil anything, so we'll move on to the four tips from the upcoming Tips and Resources eBook. So, number one is to wake up and go to popular tourist spots as early as possible. Now, when we're traveling, despite being a tourist ourselves, we generally find large groups of other tourists quite annoying. You know, when you're looking at these famous landmarks or sites and you're trying to get good photos, you really want to get these without giant crowds and people kind of spoiling them. And you know, these these spots are famous for a reason, and they're going to have people around them the entire day. So the best way to avoid this is to go as early as possible and beat everyone else. Now, there are some sites and landmarks that don't have any opening or closing time, So try to arrive before or at sunrise. And now this means waking up and traveling to the location while it's still dark out, which I know sounds terrible sometimes. I'm not a morning person myself, but you can wake up and do it. I guarantee it's okay. Um, But for places that open at specific times, um, for example, in Japan, a lot of the shrines and temples don't actually open until 9 a.m., I usually would try to arrive so you can be one of the first people in. So, a lot of these areas have things to do around them, so maybe try to get there an hour or two before opening time, explore a bit around, maybe just go to a coffee shop and read or hang out, and then be right outside the temple or the grounds or whatever you're at immediately upon opening and get there so you're one of the first people in and can get these photos without hordes of groups and people everywhere. So, number two, do not fall in love with your plans. I know, you've done so much research, you've planned out the day perfectly to the T, you have to be here at 1.15 and there at 1.30, it's, it's, you know, you do a lot of work to plan out your day sometimes. If you have to change anything, it's almost like a personal hit to you. So don't feel this way, just be flexible and open to changing your plans, you know, planning out the exact timing of things is nearly impossible if a bus is delayed a little bit or a train, you know you can't be focused on trying to make everything perfect so just be willing to scratch something off maybe call it early for that day if you're super tired or just move something to another day if possible and there are maybe some things that you just have to altogether leave it and you don't see it and you know whatever move on with it it's okay you were at the time it wasn't going to work out so be okay with that move on Um, And, you know, maybe as Akil discussed in the fourth episode, just try winging it a bit more and go with the flow. So for tip number three, this is sort of a transportation one. So depending on the country you're in, make your taxi driver turn the meter on. In some of the less regulated countries, the driver will often leave the meter off and try charging you a bogus amount of money. Now, this has happened to me multiple times, a few times in Bali, Indonesia, happened to me in the Philippines, and even in Montreal, Canada. So, you know, tell them that you will only take a ride if they turn the meter on, and you know, watch them, make sure they actually do turn it on before you get in and close the door, or you will likely end up paying more than necessary, especially if it's a short ride. They'll usually try to charge you like 30 or 40 bucks and something ridiculous. Um, But, you know, if they do refuse or argue with you, just close the door, find another ride. There are many other taxis out there. Um, And, you know, maybe this problem is diminishing a little bit with Uber and Lyft and things like that, but there are still many countries where taxis are a necessary means of transportation. The fourth and final tip from this little preview is simple, it's quick, um, but it's pretty hit or miss depending on the city you are in. Um, So I call this the social search uh, on Twitter. So if, say, you're in, I don't know, Tokyo or New York, go to Twitter and search hashtag New York, hashtag Tokyo, hashtag Los Angeles, and you will see people who are posting about that area. So if there's any special events or deals from restaurants, maybe just any random gatherings happening in the park or just any special things. Chances are that someone has tweeted about it, um, and the good thing about doing this is that it helps you find events that are usually more local and ones that you may not have heard of otherwise. But again, it really depends on the city you are in. You know, if you're in a rural country area, chances are you're not going to find any crazy events on Twitter. Um, so I found this tends to work better in a more populated area or larger city. Um, so. You know, try these out. See if they work for you. Remember them next time you're traveling. Um, this is all the preview for now. But remember to head to edgeofcomfort.com. Sign up for emails if you haven't done so already, and stay tuned for new episodes and content coming your way. So you can also follow my journey through photos on Instagram at eoctravel. And if you like any of the other guests and want to follow them as well. Just go to the episode specific on Edge of Comfort and their information is in there if you'd like to follow them. So thank you for listening and have a terrific rest of your day. Until next time.